Welcome to Table Talk with the Women of Power 5, a podcast created to celebrate the strength and power of seasoned women as they navigate through the challenges of their everyday life. Join us as we sit around the table with our coffee and English muffins and share our insights and wisdom gained from personal experiences, life lessons, and sometimes a good old-fashioned knock upside the head on a mixed bag of topics related to self-love, empowerment, and living with purpose on purpose. My name is Miss D, and joining me at the table are my sister queens, Lisa Renee and Darlene West. We have room at the table for you, so pull up a chair and join us. Well, great morning, great morning, and welcome to Table Talk with the Women of Power 5. My name is Lisa Renee out of Georgia, and I will be your host for the call or this morning's discussion. And so um, I want to go ahead uh, for our listeners um, and just kind of give a little little. Uh, brief introduction of who is at the table. So we have Ms. Darlene West out of Ohio. And uh, Ms. Darlene West is such a blessing to our call. She is a mover and a shake and a well-established and trained gifted dancer and instructor who has been the recipient of many awards and accomplishments for her contributions to the arts in her community. So we want to welcome her this morning to the table. Welcome, Ms. Darlene West. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Lisa. Okay. And also we have uh, Miss Deidre Gilliam, uh, also affectionately known as Miss Lady D out of Georgia. She's the CEO of Visual Ventures, where she shows women how to create a vision for their lives and a course for their future in her creative, fun feeling interactive vision board workshops. Welcome, Lady D, to the table. Good morning, ladies. Good morning, Lisa Renee. Good morning, Miss Darlene. All right. Good morning. So we have, uh, before we get started today, uh, I would want to ask um, our Miss Darlene if she would give us an opening blessing of her choice. Oh, yes. Thank you. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you thanking you for this beautiful and glorious day, another day, another opportunity to share our gifts and talents, another chance to be the light in someone else's life. We thank you for that assignment, and we thank you for the fellowship that is occurring right now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much for blessing the table. Uh, So uh, we have had some great discussion this week, and the topic has been building your audience. They are watching you. This is the relationship resource. And today, our focus is going to be live your best self. But before we move into our focus for the day, we had a a leftover question from yesterday. And the question was, how can doubt have an impact on building an audience of strength? So when we're talking about building an audience, we're talking about building an audience of strength, your your inner circle, your circle of influence. And this circle of influence uh, should be a relationship of that is a resourceful relationship. 
there's all types of relationships, but we're talking about relationships that can be used as a resource or that we see as a resource. So how can doubt have an impact on building that type of audience? And I want to start with uh, Lady D. Lady D, how can doubt have an impact on building an audience of strength? Well, I think it prevents you from being able to build an audience of strength. This is this is how I feel. If you have doubt, you have to be able, you have to be willing to be transparent and vulnerable with your audience in order to reveal that doubt. Like for example, at our at our you know during our discussion yesterday, uh, you know, you would ask the question. Are there areas of our life or is there anything that we continue to struggle with? Well, I was willing to be transparent and tell uh, you and, and Ms. Darlene what it is I still struggle with. And because I was willing to be transparent and because of the queens that you are and because you are my audience of strength, you were able to impart into me into and to motivate me and encourage me and and use your wisdom and experience to to kind of write my thinking, you know, to let me know it is okay to have doubt, but that doubt does not mean defeat. So it it it, it you know, it, it can have an impact on your audience of strength, which is that which I need to pull from pull from if I'm not willing to be transparent, if it prevents me from reaching out to that audience or revealing to that audience, hey, I need your help. So that's my answer. Um, it, it, it can have an impact if it prevents you from being transparent. Love it, love it, love it. Now, I don't know if you and Ms. Darlene got together after the call and said, you know what, I'm going to look at her notes tomorrow. <laughs> taking turns on you, Lisa. <laughs> you are taking turns on me. Uh, I, I, you just really, just really spoke straight out of, uh, of, of my experiences. And before uh, Ms. Darlene, you know, and she graces the table, that is exactly it. And I have really saw that for myself. And my experience with uh, my doubt in my um, as uh, I love the way Patrice Washington says it, my genius. I, I love that. Um, working in my genius, I I pull back. I sit. I I become like uh, the stalker <laughs> to my mentors. I don't let them know that I'm there. I'm just watching, and I don't come forward until I have, to me, a masterpiece that I have found to be perfect. But I never ask for help. I never, I never go to my mentors and say, hey, like this nose. I'm struggling with this nose. Um, I know I'm a two, you know, less than a two-year artist, but, um, hey, I want to put this out there. I want to show where, where my progress is. Um, and, and another thing I heard, progress will beat perfection in any day. 
in people's eyes. When your audience is looking at you, they they want to see progress before they see pro- uh, perfection. So I, I take these long periods of time before I actually show my progress, and then I just come out the gate. But but there's there's nobody there to really support me because they feel like, oh, you got this. You don't need us. You got this. There's nothing for me to there's nothing for me to say. I love how you said it is important to be transparent and vulnerable. That and that because we learned a different um, we learned a different meaning or we learned how to embrace doubt differently than what we have. So yes, thank you so much, Miss Deidre. Miss um, Darlene, how can doubt have an impact on building your audience of strength and creating a resource resourceful relationships? For me, when I think about doubt. Where I'm at right now, I always think of it as God speaking to me. It's like a form of saying, I need for you to stop, look, and listen before you move or before you share. Because what I might share isn't what my audience may need. Mm. And I got to be vulnerable enough to understand when he's moving, he might place a No matter how well I write my notes out and I felt his spirit at that time, he might move upon me right at that second, and I might have to say something else that I never wrote, I never even thought about. So for me, when I look at doubt, I stand back for myself. And I'm, I watch my audience. I'm listening. Just as they're watching me, I'm uh, watching them. Uh. And so that's how I deal with doubt at this time and point in my life. Now, when I was younger, out there, it's, it's just a spiritual journey for me. My spiritual journey for me is just what I said. I'm, I want to be that sensitive to the move of God's spirit in my heart, mind, so I can be what I need to be at that time and moment for the audience. And I might be only speaking to one person, but what I'm feeding feeds the whole audience, even if I don't know it. Mm. So for me, doubt is that spiritual journey of stop, look, listen, then speak, because he'll place it on my tongue to speak. I I love having I love having my queens at the table. Do you hear me? <laughs> when you bless this table, oh, you bless it. I and, and and that's just where we're going today. That is our focus of where we're going today. It's it's not just important to build an audience, it's also important to know your audience. And that is one of the key things in living your uh, living a purposeful life. I do workshops. I have to know my audience. 
I can't bring a boozy dessert if I if my audience is 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 churchgoers. You have to know your audience <laughs> and what you may have prepared to say. I love how you said that, uh, Miss Darlene. That doubt has been a resource for you, and to stop, look, and listen before you share that. That's a big girl move. <laughs> That is a big girl move before you share because what you might share is not what they need to hear. That is so, and that's exactly where we're going today. Our focus is live your best self. And I know we we, we hear people when they post, I'm living my best life, I'm living, but what does it mean as it relates to your purpose? Living your best self. How does that translate to you, Miss D? Mm. What that means to me is accepting and knowing who I am. And, and you know, I've, I've said the good, the bad, and the ugly. I know who Deidre is. I accept who she is. I love who she is. And I am always in progress to being the best Deidre in my relationships with others and with self in my interactions and in what I do, you know, as far as, you know, how I handle myself personally, that I am always striving to be a better Deidre not from a place of lack of, oh, I'm not good enough or, you know, I need to be like this person or that person, but being confident in who I am right now and and, and still, you know, hey, what can I learn? What can I do better? You know, um, that, that's, that's what that means to me, to live your best self. Okay. Okay. Miss, uh, Miss Darlene. How does that translate to you, uh, that statement, um, uh, as it relates to your purpose in life? How does living your best self translate to you? Well, living my best self and how I view it, once again, at this time, is having peace. It's having peace knowing that I don't have a battle like I used to have a battle of what God has for me to do because I have learned through my journey that what God has for me to do is right there in front of my face. It's not always something that I plan, but I'm placed in it. And when I'm placed in it, it's something that I need to see, something I need to learn, something I need to experience. Because right now at this time of point in my life, my life is not my own. And though he has allowed me to know me a little bit better every day, those deep-seated feelings or uncertainties, they'll surface. And he'll wipe them off because he's purifying me every day for this journey. And so for me, it's having peace 
and knowing I don't have to fight anymore, but stand still and let him move through every situation, regardless if it's positive or negative. But knowing that even though I'm walking in the midst of, I'm supposed to be there and nothing will harm me. No weapon formed against me will prosper. I love you, ladies. I seriously love you, ladies. But for our listeners, and I know this about both of you, and I I love how uh, you have defined living your best self, accepting uh, and knowing who you are in relationships and with self, being that better person, being confident, doing better, not battling. But I want to I, I want to shift your thinking just a little bit, just a little bit on that because what you said is totally right. But I want to shift your thinking. I want you to think about because we all are in our season age, so we definitely came out of an era where um, our parents, if you can remember, uh, so my grandfather. Now we have a different we have a different way in society how people carry themselves, and and Lord knows. I have seen people wear things that would just make my grandparents just roll over in their grave. But what I remember growing up is we didn't have a whole lot. We just didn't have a whole lot. We didn't have a whole lot of money. But you would never know that when my grandfather stepped out of the door or when my grandmother stepped out of the door. (laughs) Am I right? You're right. My grandfather. My grandfather shined his shoes. I remember we had a we had a box or a bucket, and had, had and sometimes uh, even my father would say, uh, "Lisa, I need you to shine my shoes tonight, uh, and have them ready for me in the morning." And he would shine his shoes, and my grandmother pressed his shirts, and he just and he might have only been going to the supermarket, but he was putting. He was living his best self mm-hmm. because I remember uh, even going places, you know, I wore dresses when I was little. And if we were going to the doctor, my mother said, you make sure that you have on some new new panties. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because when people look at you, they need to see your best self. If you, we lived in an era where we had different clothes for different occasions. We had play clothes, Amen. we had church clothes, Amen. we had school clothes, we had work yep. clothes. Amen. And Amen. that was the era that we grew up in, in living your best self. People didn't have to know that you had beans for dinner mm-hmm. because that's all you had. Or you had breakfast for dinner, let's say about that. We had pancakes for dinner because there was nothing else in the fridge, and it was we didn't have, uh, I guess parents didn't have payday uh, yet for grocery. Nobody knew that because we were mm-hmm. always putting our best self forward. And mm-hmm. uh, so let's, let's, let's go back now in, time, in, in today's time. Living your life's purpose is a true key to wealth. If you're relentless, unmovable, giving yourself the benefit of the doubt that 
though it may not have physically shown up, it is it is it is it is what is showing. Finding fulfillment in your gifts and talents is living a purposeful life. That's living your best life. Water, so at, so how does it relate to people as a resource? Water seeks its own level. People will invest what they see that you invest in. If you invest doubt and uncertainty, they will invest the same. If you invest sweat, time, attention, they will give time and attention also. If you invest your money, people are ready to do the same. If you work it every now and then, people will revisit it every now and then. We already know that our attitude determines our altitude. So I want... I want the table to look at living your best self is putting your best self forward that is being seen. So if I'm murmuring and complaining about my journey, that's not my best self. That's not shining my shoes every day or pressing my shirt or putting on my best panties when I go to the doctor. <laughs> As my mother used to say, if you fall on the floor and the ambulance come, you, they could, I never understood that <laughs> about, you know, uh, making sure you didn't have no holes in your drawers if the ambulance came to pick you up. But I guess that was always about putting your best self forward mm -hmm. that is being seen. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm and that's how you build uh an audience uh of strength. All of those things that you said was was very key. But that's kind of internal. What is being seen? We're talking external because people are watching you. And so, uh my next question is how comfortable are you with asking for support, and do you feel it's necessary in fulfilling your purpose? Now, I want you to take a moment to think about that, because we're 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 definitely women of strength at the table. We're resourceful women, you know. We we're 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 ambitious. We're independent. But how comfortable are you asking for support? And I'm not talking financial. I'm talking about on any level because support comes on any level. And I like how uh, Miss uh, Lady D had said, you know, in the beginning of the call of 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 um, you know, encourage and in, in experiences um, open the door for people to. Because you were because you were transparent, that's what you said. Because you were transparent, then you were able to receive the support that you had from the table, the encouragement. So how how comfortable are you in asking for support? And I want to throw financial in there too, because that's part of support. Just any level of support. And how do you feel is necessary in fulfilling your purpose, Lady D? I'm gonna start again with you. Well, I like the way that you came back and fleshed out what it means to live your best self, um, you know, and, and, and putting our best foot forward. What is it that we, we wear, you know, uh, when we're, as it relates to our purpose? And, and as you were, you know, expanding on that, what I was thinking about is, you know, what do the folks see on me as I, as I, as I walk? 
and and uh, that they don't know that you know that that I I you know have to have to confront you know whether it's you know like I said yesterday about doubt, um, but but what I wear is is confidence. So uh, when people see me, they're you know I'm the even tempered one. I'm the I'm the one who hey if we've got swirl going on, we're going to look to Deidre because we know she's going to be that calming you know, that calm in the center of the storm and, you know, um, she's going to be the, the diplomat. And, and someone actually used that word to describe me uh, two days ago, you know, I'm the mm-hmm. one that can bridge the gap. So mm. I just kind of wanted to, to, because you really had me think about that a little bit further when you expanded on it. Um, how comfortable am I for, with asking for support? At one time, um, and at times, you know, I was not comfortable asking for support because I, uh, saw it as something to be ashamed of because I needed assistance, whether that was, um, you know, for tangible things, like you said, whether it was mon- monetary or financial resources or, you know, I thought it was an admittance of, hey, I can't handle this. And unfortunately, as women of color, you know, we are seen as these people with a huge S tattooed on our chest, mm. and we're supposed to be able to handle everything, do everything, be everything for everyone, and we're not supposed to complain about it, and we're supposed to be able to do it with, you know, one hour of sleep and look good while we're doing it, um, <laughs> and that's a myth. Um, that's mm-hmm. unrealistic, and so in my um, later years, as, as I've gotten older, I am okay with saying, you know what, I can't do it by myself. Can you please help me, you know, whether, no matter what the area is, whether it's at work, listen, I need some help. I'm not going to be able to finish this. I, can, you, can you assist me? Or even in my, in, my, in my personal life, you know, whether it's when I'm doing things that I do, whether it's with volunteering or, or with workshops, I am not afraid to ask for assistance and support, um, emotional support for those um, <clears throat> intangible things and those tangible things because it is necessary for me to walk in my person. And I think it is almost an offensive act. If you have a circle around you and you constantly push away their offers of assistance, I think you are being offensive. Mm -hmm. If I say, listen, don't block my blessing and allow me to do this for you, then you have to be willing to reciprocate. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have become uh, much more comfortable with with asking for support because it's it's necessary. I need it. I, I mm. need it. Mm. You're my shero. You're my shero, Miss Darlene. How comfortable are you asking for support, and do you feel it's necessary in fulfilling your purpose? Yes, ma'am. I mm. sure do. I had to learn to take the super soup off, Mm. wrap it up, and put it in the drawer. And once I understood that that wasn't necessary and I had to do all that, my surroundings changed. The people Mm. that were around me, like I'm an overseer ministry. Well, if you do everything and never ask for any help, then it is offensive to the other people that are on the team because they're looking at you for a like, well, she don't need my help. I'll just go, I'll just do this, 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 that is asked of me. 
because she's mm-hmm. going to do everything else. Mm-hmm. So I had to come out of the superman, superwoman, rather, attitude. Yo, hey, I can't do this. I need you all. You all have gifts and talents that need to be used. Who wants to do what? And I stay out of the way. Now, I do have to be careful in who is going to pick it up because mm-hmm. I need to know they're going to fulfill it. Now, if I got to go behind you and redo it, then that's not helping me. Mm. But I need to understand the person that I'm delegating it to is mm-hmm. going to do it to the fullest. I don't have to worry about what it's going to look like, that they're going to be uh, excellence for me is doing striving to do your best at every given thing. That's what excellence is for me. So once I delegate and I know that person can handle it, my hand is off of it. Okay, next to Tell me, show me what you did, or show me what you did, and they, and they shine because I turned it loose. And that just what I had to learn, darling. You're not super person. That's not why God put you as a leader. Put you as a leader to encourage, to engage, to make everybody feel their worth. Mm. So. If I if I haven't said it before, I will say it again. You ladies are so we are just in the spirit at this table, and I am a student at this table. I am really learning from both of you because I have not been comfortable. I am very you know I will I will be very transparent. I have probably never been comfortable in asking for support. Have I learned now how necessary it is fulfilling my purpose? Absolutely. And I love how you said delegate. And you're striving to be your best self, but you're not afraid. Uh, Both of you said you're not afraid to ask uh, for support. I have never worn those shoes. I have never worn those shoes. And that is why I am struggling with it at this time. And it is necessary for fulfilling my purpose. I gave an example about uh, art. I am like a stalker uh, to my uh, artist mentors, and I never ask questions. I... um, I'm just standing in the shadows, and I'm learning, and uh, they don't know me. They probably just know of me, but they don't know me because I have never been comfortable with asking for support. And let me um, offer this to you. Let me offer to you this to you, uh, my sister. I don't think an individual is able to get there until hand-in-hand these things go, Uh until you are willing to, until you get to that point where you are living your best self, meaning you accept who you are, imperfections and all, Uh and until you are willing to be vulnerable and not look upon vulnerable or vulnerability as a bad thing, because it is not. Until you can reconcile those two things, 
living your best self and accepting who you are as you are now and a willingness to be vulnerable, it will always be difficult for one to accept support because until you accept those two things, it will change your view on how you look at what it means to ask for support as you walk in your purpose. That's excellent. That That is, thank you for imparting that in me. And that is the big girl that I am becoming. I look at my queens at the table, and you are definitely, uh, you're definitely showing me. You're definitely, God had to put me, he had to place me in in order for me to grow, I had to come out and I had to see. Because sometimes you don't know, you know, uh, when you're going through trials and tribulations, it will show who you are, what level you're at, <laughs> or where you're at. When things are going well in your life, you always think that you have arrived. But it takes that journey sometimes to see this is where you need to grow. And we say it all the time, wisdom doesn't come with age. Uh, it, to me, it comes more with experience. Um, and that is what I'm seeing. And, 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 yes, for me to fulfill the purpose of my life, I have to put myself, as you say, in a vulnerable state. I have to be willing and vulnerable um, to show where I am, to show progress before perfection. I, and anybody who knows with me even doing events, it was it has been very hard for me to uh, to delegate, and I love how Miss uh, Miss Darlene had said about uh, delegating. Delegating for one shows leadership, um, and and for two, you're not trying to be everyone's genius. You're working on your genius, and 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 it makes it easier to to work for you know to help ask someone for support. Wow, wow, wow. I just thank you so much, ladies. I've learned so much from you at the table this morning. I hope we all just have something that we can walk away with. And we are going to really just kind of pull, we've been peeling back the layers on this, on building an audience and of strength and relationships of resources. And we're going to kind of we're going to kind of put an, another strong element on top of this. Tomorrow our focus is validation versus verification. Now, we've been defining uh, different things all week and just kind of looking at different things from a different angle. Uh, we looked at, you know, expectations versus walking in expectancy, you know, doubt doesn't mean defeat, um, you know, today living our best self, we looked at that from a different angle, and tomorrow we're going to look at validation versus verification, and, and, uh, and I'm excited about this because when I was digging in and doing some research, I had an aha moment, you know, I had an aha moment, so uh, in that we are going to um, we are going to close the call, and I want to ask our Lady D if she would grace us uh, with a closing blessing. Yes, uh, ladies, this is going to be a reading of the Daytop Philosophy. I am here because there is no refuge, finally, from myself. Until I confront myself in the eyes and hearts of others, I am running. Until I suffer them to share my secrets, I have no safety from them. 
Afraid to be known, I can know neither myself nor any other. I will be alone. Where else but in our common ground can I find such a mirror? Here together, I can at last appear clearly to myself, not as the giant of my dreams, not as the dwarf of my fears, but as a person, part of a whole, with my share in its purpose. In this ground, I can take root and grow, not alone anymore as in death, but alive to myself and to others. Day Top Philosophy. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for that closing blessing. Again, I've enjoyed all of y'all at the table this morning. This is Table Talk with the Women of Power 5. We will see hear you on the call next time. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Table Talk with the Women of Power 5. We are so glad you joined us at the table and hope you are able to take away some nuggets that will help you navigate through the challenges of your everyday life. Be sure to share and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, and you can follow us on Instagram at TableTalkP5Women to continue the conversation and to share your comments and feedback. We look forward to having you at our table again.